Welcome back, Canes fans, to the Six Rings Canes. Always here on Wednesday nights at seven at eight thirty p.m. on five, on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Joined uh, as always by uh, my guys Fish, DJ, and the um, and the legendary Larry Bluestein. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Good, good, Jazz. Okay, a lot, lot going on, I guess. A lot, uh, a lot. Man, yeah. we, we didn't think we were going <laughs> to have this We may right? go by 9.30. You guys are going to be pushing your show right tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, F1 might have to wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks thanks again, guys, for uh, for joining us on the show. Like like Blue said, we got a, we got a pretty packed show. We've got a lot of information, uh, some big-time commits, and, of course, uh, some more conference news, some conference realignment news, some possibilities of Miami joining other conferences, partnering with other conferences, so many things. Uh, so we'll definitely get to that. But before we do, let's talk a little bit about our uh, sponsor for the night uh, as we uh, give it up to Price Picks. The uh, pri Let's talk a little bit about Price Picks. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using the code FIVE, F-I-V-E. Price Picks will match your initial deposit up to $100. Uh, when you uh, first apply, as 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 when you first sign up, as long as you use the code five, that's uh, the letter F I V E. Uh, <clears throat> here's what's great: you don't even have to use it all at once, right? So you can kind of choose what sports you want to play, who you want to, who you know, what players you want to play. So you can go the NFL, the NHL, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, so on and so forth. Uh, you can mix and match players from different teams and from different sports. Here's how it works. Again, it all depends on how much money you want to make, okay? Uh, how much money you want to win, really. Uh, you pick between two and five players. Then you play the over-under on individual categories for these players. Um, and again, if you choose two players, you want a little bit less than if you choose five players, right? It all depends on how much you want to win. Make sure you go to pricepicks.com, sign up, use the code 5FIVE. They'll match your initial deposit up to $100 and uh, start winning. Uh, pricepicks.com. Let's keep it moving, baby. Let's keep it moving. A lot of big news coming out of Miami Hurricanes camp, specifically. Uh, and, and let's be honest, man. Like this is the, the heat is starting to turn up uh, in Miami for uh, recruiting, and uh, and I think the nation should be on watch um, because what uh, the Miami Hurricanes are doing down here is pretty special. Mario's got this thing churning, and uh, the, he's got the whole staff. Just, just being a bunch of dogs out there. Um, and we saw last week a uh, couple of the uh, big-time commits that came through, uh, talking about Emery Williams at first, Jaden Rashada as well. Uh, you got some other guys that we're going to talk about now that we're really excited for because, quite frankly, like a lot of people were saying, well, hey, you know, the University of Miami's only brought in a couple three-star uh, commits. And they're 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 uh, they're – their commitment list is really not that strong, and they're still ranked, you know, outside of the top 25. Boy, did that change quick. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're talking about in the span of two days, it went down to number eight, number nine uh, recruiting class in the country. Depends on, on what site you're looking at. But bottom line is, I mean, what they've done in the past uh, week or so has been nothing short of unbelievable, okay? Uh, and we'll, we'll get into all three of these guys, uh, the – a uh, four-star athlete out of uh, out of the Melbourne Ugali area, uh, Robert Stafford, uh, big-time prospect that I think a lot of people didn't realize how good he was. Came a little under the radar, but not for not for the people that knew who he was, right? But he was still not a kid that was heavily recruited as some of the other guys like um, uh, Francis Malgoa, Ma 
who just recently committed another five-star prospect from the West Coast, uh, plays at IMG Academy from the Pacific Northwest, actually, um, plays at IMG Academy down here in Florida now in Bradenton. But um, nevertheless, probably our most important recruit, um, if you ask some of us, uh, for this class so far. And then, of course, the 2024 kid as uh, Miami Hurricanes got started uh, with that 2024 class and got the right guy. Flip, flip the guy from UGA. Flip the guy from the Georgia Bulldogs, the reigning national champs. Antoine Jackson, another uh, defensive back uh, prospect out of uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, Dillard, Dillard, right? Yeah, Dillard. Dillard. Here we go. And yeah. we'll, let's talk about Dillard later. We'll talk about Dillard because I think that that's going to be huge, um, that pickup. Anyways, we'll get it started first, and we'll go around the horn here on this one. Uh, we'll start off with you, DJ, on um, Robert Stafford, kid who, again, Flew a little bit under the radar, but uh, if you look at the tape, if you look at the measurables, if you look at his style of play, this is a kid, you know, strong, lanky, long, quick kid that can come in and make an impact right away when he comes in in 2023. Um, it's, a, it's a position that that is going to need some some depth, and it's going to need something uh, next year anyways in that 2023 class. Uh, what do you think about the uh, pickup with uh, Rob Stafford? I like him. I think he's a guy that can take away one side of the field. Um, he is a very instinctual player. As soon as he sees the football, he goes and gets it. He doesn't wait. He trusts his instincts. Um, and some of the um, highlights that I saw of him, he was step for step with his man. That just showed his athleticism. Uh, this is a guy that, like I just said, if you want a corner, that can shut down or a defensive back that can shut down one side of the field, then you automatically, you know, win half of the field. And, you know, he is that guy. This is a defensive player that, you know, can, can be a game changer. And obviously we have to wait and see how things play out on the field. But boy, I was very impressed with um, what I saw from him and, you know, I think this is a guy that can make an impact right away. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, before we get to you, Blue, uh, <clears throat> uh, before we get to you, Blue, really quick, we want to kind of uh, give a shout out to everybody in the chat already. Fernie, Fernie Tapia, Fresh3542, um, Lex, Big Daddy Lex, what's going on, my brother? Um, and uh, Gary, there he is. Uh, really going around the horn. You're gonna start muting. People. You're gonna start muting people. <laughs> I would never do such a thing. D don't give him any ideas. He's already power hungry. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't even run the show. I, I'm not running the show. All right. Um, but real Never quick. Mind. Oh, I get to, I can mute people. Yeah, hey. you can mute people. You got to talk to 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 Vish about that, Gary. Um, anyways, real quick, we're gonna have we're gonna answer your questions. I promise we're gonna get to all the questions. I want to finish with Rob Stafford, and um, and we'll talk about Jalen Brown. We'll talk about the defensive tackle situation, the linebackers. Uh, we'll talk about all that stuff for sure. But um, and who's gonna commit next? Uh, that is um, a prospect for the Miami Hurricanes. We'll definitely talk about that. Also, uh, I want to get through Stafford, Igoa, and Antoine Jackson before we get to that. Uh, but we'll definitely answer your questions. So please keep keep uh, bringing the questions up. Uh, we love them, and we'll, definitely, um, and we'll definitely answer them. Blue, what's your thought on Rob Stafford? Very athletic kid. Uh, was a basketball guy. 40-inch uh, vert, which uh, kind of is off the charts. Um, uh, outstanding ball skills. Uh, he was, plays both sides of the ball. Comes from a school that – 
produced Matt Walters, uh, former University of Miami lineman uh, back in the day at O'Galley. Um, uh, the kid's a kid's a gamer. Uh, you know what? Uh, talked to Coach Sands about him. Uh, he's excited uh, that he's heading down south. He thinks that uh, this is an opportunity for him to get in the mix with a lot of other athletes. Uh, like I said, he's he's got some got some learning to do as far as uh, cover skills, especially at this next level. But uh, he's got the ability, and uh, that's the one thing that I like uh, is that he's got physical tools. And uh, sometimes you can't teach that. And uh, I just think that as he gets with the defensive uh, backs coaches and hangs around with some of the secondary guys that Miami has already on the fold and will be here. Yeah. Different level type of kid. And, uh, but, a, but a big time athlete. And like I said, I saw him dunk the ball in basketball and uh, a lot of people up in the space coast had uh, told me about him and keep an eye on him. And I have. Uh, is is he is he a guy that projects more as a cornerback or as or as a safety down the line? Because he's already he's a big dude. What six five six yeah. two uh, six five six, is it six three six yeah, one six, six two something along those lines now. Well, I think that well, here's the thing: is his hips aren't as loose as you'd like him. I mean, he's not. You know, I mean, in in the fact that he, you know, the the competition that he's lined up against hasn't been the best in the world. So, I think that he ends up as a safety because he can knock your block off. He's got the athletic ability, and like I said, his ability to go up for balls. And let's say he, you know, you go up over the middle. I mean, he's gonna out jump everybody. And because of the fact that the tremendous basketball talent, you know, I mean, a lot of people thought he was going to play basketball and uh, certainly as um, I think he ends up as a safety, uh, whether he comes in as a corner and competes uh, is, is probably up to him and up to the, what they have, uh, you know, it, you know, in the room, because certainly with the kid coming over uh, from uh, the, the decommit from Georgia, the kid from uh, Dillard Jackson, I mean, this, this kid is, He's the it factor. He's the five-star it factor that this program has been looking for in that secondary. So I didn't want to jump ahead, but I'm just trying to kind of set the, you know, set the table as far as what, uh, what he'll play. But uh, I think they'll bring him in, uh, you know, let him see what happens. But I think when they see his athletic ability and his uh, ability to, to cover some ground and also hit you, I think that's, uh, I think he ends up maybe in the set as a safety. Well, speaking of that, it will definitely that's a great segue to uh, Antoine Jackson. Who um, look, I mean, anytime you can, this is this is how you know we're running with the big boys now, right? Right, blue, right? Uh, DJ. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've got or we've already gotten a couple of flips or decommits from Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Ray Ray Joseph, uh, Reed McKeska. We've gotten a couple of those. Uh, we just won a battle. Okay, and I didn't even—I I can't believe I totally forgot to mention him. But we just—we just beat out Alabama and Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the possibly the top tight end in the country. Yeah, he's the number two tight end in the country. But Riley Williams, out of the you know the West Coast again, another kid from Oregon, um, yeah. who's an absolute monster that can come in and, and he can produce right away. But now we're talking about also flipping guys from the reigning national champs, Georgia Bulldogs, 2024 kid. Already a potential five-star uh, uh, defensive back. We're talking about Antoine Jackson from uh, from Dillard, but and by, and by the way, Dillard is becoming another strong, <laughs> strong pipeline to the University of Miami. Really excited about that. Uh, started off with Nigel E. Kelly, um, and you got some guys over there like Chris Johnson, and now Antoine Jackson as well, and some other kids that Blue you can probably talk about. But um, 
sticking with Antoine Jackson, what do you like? We saw him at Legends Camp. We saw him compete a little bit at Legends Camp last week or two weeks ago now. Uh, what can you say about Antoine? I could say that he's uh, as good as you're going to get. I mean, at this level, he's a he's a really good football player. I mean, he he, he has a passion for the game. Uh, he's he's got quickness. He's he's got long arms. Um, he reads uh, offenses extremely well for a young kid, and he's been playing at this level. Remember, he started back in the ninth grade, and I think that he really had his coming out party last year, not this spring, but last spring at the um, at the Under Armour camp up at West Orange High School. We happened to be up there in Winter Garden near Orlando, and uh, he lit it up, and everybody kind of was surprised because they'd never heard of him. And, uh, you know, all day long, people were coming up to me and go, do you know this guy? Yeah. I said, yeah. I mean, this kid's a, this kid's a legend <laughs> and he's only in 10th grade. I mean, um, yeah, I, I just, I think what you said uh, as far as taking a player from Georgia or Alabama, I don't think everybody understands how program defining that is i mean you know i mean and these are guys that that, that georgia just didn't push off or alabama guy ah, you know we don't need it they wanted him. i mean you know especially with uh, francis marigoa i mean this is a kid that uh everybody wanted him everybody wanted that kid but uh, jackson's gonna be that type of guy he's the dude he's gonna be a dude he's gonna be You'll, you'll watch him this year. I think he's going to – he's got bigger. He's got stronger. He's into speed training now. So, yeah, he's that he's that cat like James Williams. You know, when, when Miami landed James Williams, everybody was going, oh, wait a minute. I mean, this is a kid that everybody in the country was looking at. And I think that Antoine's in, in, that, same, in that same conversation. I think this is another kid that could potentially grow into a, a safety. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know – I don't know how – quick he is all right so yeah. i mean if he he's in the speed camp now right uh blue yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. That that's only going to help him get quicker but if he grows uh he can be that guy that plays all over the field and, and you're right right you know, he's going to be like that ball hawk type of type of uh cornerback now but he has those loose hips and he does he that's does good. you know he he's an athletic kid and he's you know what he reminds me of and i'm not going to say that he is but he reminds me coming to high school of patrick johnson uh gotcha that's, you know, that's a big, that's a big thing, whatever yeah. he wants to be, whatever you want to call him. But yeah, at the time he was Pat Peterson, I think. But uh, Pat was uh, same type, big kid, uh, rangy. Uh, everybody wanted to put him at safety, but I think he dictated the, you know, that he was such a good cover corner. And I think that's what Antoine's going to become. He's a, you know, he's a really good athlete. He's a very intelligent kid. And uh, I, I think that's, it's a win all the way around. Well, DJ, if you can get a guy that that's big, physical, quick, has great hips now, uh, you know, can can hit you hard, but can also cover you step for step. Uh, that's the kid you want, right? Antoine Jackson is that guy. You're getting a complete player, and much like Stafford, he is a guy that has the ability to take away one side of the football field. Now, if he plays safety, a lot of the same traits still apply as if he were playing corner. He's good instinctually. He can come down and make a play. He is not afraid of coming down and helping against the run. And he seems to know where the football is at all times. And it was really interesting when I was writing up my articles just to look at the similarities between Stafford and Jackson in the sense that they both can be shut down corners. They are quick instinctually and they're great overall athletes. 
These are the types of players. We've talked about it before. Alabama doesn't just get one of these types of players. They get two or three of these types of players every year, and they keep building that depth, and they keep building that pipeline. We're starting to see Miami do it. It's going to take a while to get to the level of an Alabama, but the you know the pieces are starting to really be put in place to uh, help build a successful pipeline. Yeah, facts, man. I mean, you 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 nailed it uh, as far as building depth uh, with quality talent, not just depth, just to have it there. Like we're talking about building depth with quality talent, and and for guys to be able to develop one behind the other and just keep moving it and keep moving it. And that's what that's what teams like Alabama and Georgia and Clemson do. So if we want to get there, we got to do that. Uh, shout out to uh, Max is uh, in the chat. What's going on, Max? Uh, hell of a show last night. Uh, we know I saw Pent Down was here as well, and I am Groot. So, um, shout out to you, fellas. Uh, real quick, uh, this is a guy that I know a lot of us got excited about. I got excited about him because I think that this is the type of talent that Miami ha- needs to pull in order to start saying that they're competing with the likes of an Alabama and and all these SEC schools. And we keep throwing Alabama because they are the pinnacle of college football. Yeah, yeah. So we're, I mean, it's, that's, that's what we're going to say every time. Um, Francis Maigoa, uh, Maui Goa, however you want to uh, pronounce his last name. I think I'm doing pretty good with pronunciations lately. So we're going to go with it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll trust Jazz's pronunciation. This is the, the program's improving so much. We're going in lockstep. Jazz can now we're pronounce names correctly. Yeah, we're, it's, all, it's all going up. Francis Maligoa, uh, the big-time five-star offensive tackle. Depends on where you see it. Again, number one offensive tackle in the country. Fought off teams like Tennessee and Alabama and and if whoever else. Throw, throw every SEC school out there. Throw every Big 12 school, Pac-12 school. I mean, he's from the Pacific Northwest. Plays at IMG. But we're talking about the highest-rated offensive tackle that Miami has 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 recruited or co- has that has committed to Miami in 12 years. Blue, you know who it was. Yeah. I'm sure you guys know who it was. We're talking about since Chantrell Henderson in 2010. This is how long it's been since we have a blue chip five-star absolute stud in that offensive line. And I mean, listen, we're not we're, we're absolutely not done at that position. But uh, just just think about what he brings to the offensive line. Now we're talking about this offensive line being not necessarily not only just a good position. We're talking about possibly being the best position on the field on offense once they get everybody here. Once they if you if you go down the list at who who they're who they're recruiting at the line. It's absolutely unbelievable. We're talking about Samson, Okunlola, uh, Olaus, Allen, and so on and so forth. We'll, we can get into that a little bit later. But Francis Maigoa, uh, Blue, where does he project for you? Because some talk about him maybe starting off as a, as a guard, depending on how these guys do, the Jaina Rivers and, um, you know, uh, whoever else we would have on the other side, depending on how they do. But we're talking about maybe him starting off at guard and then moving out to tackle, uh, kind of Evan Neal-esque. Oh right. yeah, yeah, so yes, exactly does, what I was just gonna say. There you go. Talk to me. How does he project? Uh, you think here in Miami? Yeah, he's the Evan Neal uh, of this year, especially a uh, big, agile guy, very mature. Um, not everybody gets the rock to tag him on their uh, Twitter, like uh, what happened this week when he committed to Miami. Uh, 
you know, he comes from that same stock, same family as the rock did. And, uh, so he understands how important it is from a culture standpoint and probably reassuring him just because you're coming across the country, even though he does go to IMG right now. You know, the best thing is when I go see IMG and I get their roster and, and it's usually Alabama, Alabama, Ohio State, Ohio State, very few times you get a Miami player. Uh, you know, Redding went there, a couple of others, but Miami now probably has an opportunity you know, if they land a couple of the guys that we'll, I guess we'll talk about later with um, a, a Riley Williams, who's there. I mean, obviously, Francis is a 6'5", 330-pound kid. He runs um, strong. Uh, his hands are huge. Um, I got a chance to stand uh, next to him, and I'll tell you what, even as a junior, I mean, he had the goods. And um, definitely, as you mentioned, uh, when Chantrell Henderson came, he was the number one rated lineman in the country out of Minnesota. Um, we'll get into that, but that he didn't get coached up here at all, but yet he had a nice career in the NFL. Uh, uh, Sam Shields, same thing, but uh, I think those days are over. I think they get coached up uh, to the point, but I'm, I'm excited for the fact that we're landing IMG kids, which means uh, Miami's at the pinnacle. I mean, you know, I, I know, uh, uh, the kid, um, what's it? Jaden Wayne. Um, that's another kid who, who's out of that school as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what you need guys. I mean, this is, uh, this is what we're talking about. I mean, and you took it right out of my mouth, jazz, uh, Evan Neal. That's who he remind me of. Um, kid's athlete. Uh, he's a no nonsense guy and, uh, he's a real good guy off the field, but you get him on the field. He's a whole different personality. I love that. I love that. Cause he's probably a bulldog. He's just, he's, and I mentioned this on, on Max's show. I think uh, he's, he's a, a hog, right. And, and all the good senses of the word, he's a hog. He's a hoss. He's a bulldog. He's, he's just mean on the field, but you talked to, you saw, you heard him on CBS sports, like just, just a very low-key kid loves his family loves loves the game of football loves his brethren i mean you spoke you said it blew uh the rock giving him a shout out uh yeah. he, he's down here right so the, the rock is is a miami guy uh, you know um guy uh yeah uh, you got coach salavea who's you know another uh you know american samoan uh, and he can kind of relate to him you've got another guy another absolute hog on that offensive line and logan sagapolu who's here as well Who's another uh, Samoan kid? I mean, you know, and of course, there's other factors aside from that. He didn't choose Miami just because of that. But I mean, just being able to be around, you know, people that you can relate to, people that you know that are going to develop you. And I'm talking about the best, uh, possibly the best offensive line coach in the country, and Alex Maribel and Mario Cristobal. I'll throw right. him in there as well. Uh, yeah. Being able to be developed and coached by those guys, you're not going to get that anywhere else. You're sure. not going to get that. And I, I, I'm, this is not throwing shade at Tennessee. You're not going to get that at Tennessee. Okay. You're going to, you, you might get something like that at places like Alabama and stuff. So that's, that's how, you know, if we're, if we're gearing up and we're fighting against those teams, I mean, this is going to be something special. Oof, that pipeline of IMG is going to be serious. And Blue, you know, as we, we uh, I, actually Max, Max mentioned this on his show yesterday, spoke about this a little bit two years ago. You, this wasn't going to happen at IMG with Pepper Johnson there. Right. No. I mean, I'm not saying Pepper Johnson was going to steer all his kids to Ohio State, 
But Pepper Johnson was going to steer all his kids to Ohio State, right? And then he got this job at the USFL or whatever it's called. And um, and that just helped because now there's a guy down there that, you know, has a very good relationship with a lot of the coaches down here in Miami. Right. So um, I think that the, that only bodes well. And now you got Riley Williams there as well. Uh, DJ, really quick, before we get into, you know, some of these guys that are coming in on Friday, um, and, and not that are coming in, that are going to come in on Friday or this weekend, uh, really quick on Francis Mayagoa. When I watched this film, I, I was so impressed. He finishes plays. You know, he he doesn't take plays off, and he doesn't just create lanes for running backs. He drags opposing defenders out of the way, creates huge gaps, and allows, you know, running backs to develop. Great, uh, great in pass protection. He's a complete lineman, and this was a massive get for Miami. Um, you know, he's. It's not often that you can say that a lineman can be a cornerstone of your recruiting class. And yes, Miami does have some other big time prospects already in the class. They currently have the tenth rated 2023 class, but Mayagoa is definitely up there as far as the elite in this class is concerned amen to that i totally hear that uh well uh, riley williams we spoke a little bit about him i know but uh let's let's kind of talk because we've got a lot of things going on um uh, some of the guys that we are looking at this weekend uh that miami is really uh in the mix for i know that there's some guys that um you know have been crystal ball, uh, crystal balled to not <laughs> not to be mistaken with mario crystal ball crystal balled to uh, Miami as well. Let's let's kind of go down the list real quick. The first one is going to be uh, five-star wide receiver Jalen Brown out of Gulliver. Uh, there's been a lot of mixed mix reviews about Jalen recently um, with some possible issues that he's had uh, catching the football. But at the end of the day, really talented wide receiver. He's not a five-star for no reason. Uh, the kicking, you know, the kicking go get it. He's one of the fastest kids in the country as well. Um, you know, a lot of crystal balls recently to LSU. I know some of you were asking in the chat. Um, looks like Jalen Brown initially will not be committing to Miami, but I think that all changes. I know that staff wants to see a little bit more from him. Uh, Blue, what what can you say uh, about Jalen Brown and what your thoughts are? Is he going to end up being a Miami Hurricane eventually, or is he going elsewhere? Well, you know, it's it, uh, there's a lot of pressure as far as I know that I talked to his dad, and, and I had him on the radio show, and – I mean, this is a kid that uh, obviously was coveted for the last couple of years. I think that his trip to Michigan last year uh, and then again this year kind of weighed a little bit heavy on him, uh, I believe. But I think at the end, Miami will land him. I, I just think that mom and dad live, what, three miles, four miles from the campus. Uh, all his friends uh, at Gulliver will have an opportunity to see him. He's a big-time player. Uh, you know what? They can say what they want about whatever issues that they may think he has. But I'll tell you what, this this kid's a game breaker. He's definitely a game breaker, and uh, uh, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be really, really special. Yeah, um, I, I think that he initially made he initially made choose on their school. And listen, I I happen to think that that's the kind of kid you got to bring in, uh, regardless of what you heard, sure, um, or what what they're saying. Um, but I think he's a kid that kind of circles back around and. And, and, and comes to Miami, ends up being a Miami Hurricane. I don't know if initially he will, but uh, we'll see. He is, again, look, I know Fresh, you're mentioning in the chat, yeah, he is one of the fastest kids in the country. I think yeah. it's him, it's him, Nick Harbor, and um, and another kid. Oh, God, uh, why am I, why am I, 
I'm blanking out on on the other kid. Is I'm just going to uh, hold on. One second. I'm just going to let my yeah, dad. Out of the no worries. Go ahead. Go ahead. No worries. Um, I, I can't remember for the life of me who the third kid is, but he's another Miami prospect. Um, uh, maybe it's Ray Ray Joseph. I'm I back. remember now. Um, but uh, Jalen Brown, uh, DJ, what, what are your thoughts on him? I want him. He's a type of player. You just get him the football and let him go to work. Chris I mean, Johnson. I know. There it is. I'm sorry. Chris Johnson. That's yeah. That's, oh, oh, yeah. Johnson. I forgot you're in the mix yeah. of Chris Johnson, too. Yeah. Um, but a lot of crystal balls have him going to LSU right now. Obviously, you know, the crystal balls, in my opinion, are definitely reliable. But at the end of the day, it's the kid's decision. It's too close to call for me, but I would love to see him uh, as a member of the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, if you can get him and partner him up, partner him up with some of the other guys that we have, the Ray Ray, uh, Ray the Ray Ray Josephs. Uh, if you get a kid like Chris Johnson, like a, like a kid like Nick Harbor, woo, I'm that would be nice. You, you have the fastest team in the country, if you ask. He's me. an outside kid too. I mean, yeah. and that's what Miami needs. They need the outside receivers. They got Ray Ray to play inside. Right. They have a bunch of Burchard Smith. They have all the inside guys. Now they need a game breaker. They need the Osborne type. They need the, a Rambo type. They need somebody to stretch the field a little bit to to take this safety coverage and make the safeties have to cover uh, speedsters like Ray Ray or, or you know reliable people like Richard or or uh, you know uh, or um, what's the little guy number seven? I can't say Restrepo. Um, yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I, but they, I think, uh, you know, he knows, and I think they've explained to him, you know, you come here and you've got an opportunity, you know, I mean, just like they promised Jacoby, uh, you know, you got an opportunity, just don't blow it in the spring game and look the fool. You can't do that. You right now is every time you get out on the field, you got to produce. If you don't produce, there's, there's the back of the line because this, this roster is getting a lot more talented. And I think that it's not going to be any longer. Anybody's going to get babied. This is, this is a great question here on Jalen Brown uh, from our buddy, Greg. Um, does Jalen Brown's level of competition worry you? I think, you know, better than anybody blue, as far as, you know, the district and, and the, the, you know, and the guys that he plays, the opponents that he plays against, does that, does it affect you? Cause I know, uh, uh, well, Yes, and to answer the second question really quick, the seven on seven stars like Pope fail here, but he hasn't been technically he hasn't really been yeah. a seven on seven star, right? Like he's had his issues with seven on seven. He's actually played better with pads on. Uh, so does the level of competition uh, scare you with Gulliver? No, I mean they. If you look back, I th you know go look at Max Preps and look at their schedule last year. They played Shamanad. They play Cardinal Gibbons. I mean, you know, Cardinal Gibbons, a two-time defending state champion. He had four catches for 96 yards. The year before, he caught two touchdowns against them. Now, it doesn't. I he, he, he turns it up against everybody. Doesn't matter who it is. Uh, yeah, that's – it's not like he's coming out of Zion Lutheran or he's playing Fort Lauderdale Westminster Academy. I mean, he's playing a pretty decent schedule, and they went and chased – the Bishop Moores and the Bradenton Manatees, uh, you know, because of the fact that they wanted to give their guys frontline competition, you know, I mean, but, you know, I, I know that the question could be said about Lamont Green Jr. too. I mean, well, you know, he's playing, but he's not. I mean, you look at Harris's brother, Daniel Harris, who is played. No, they, I don't, that's not a, that's not, to me, that's not a valid point because I've seen him excel against some really, really good teams and, you know, when you have that, and the thing is, he's starting to become a leader. And, you know, a lot of people who will watch him on film or 
hear things from other people, you need to go out and see these kids. You know, when, when, when you're starting to take everything that, you know, for a word and that's the one thing that's, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, claim to be this or that, but that's the one thing that separated me from a lot of people. I'll go out and see guys. And that's cause that's how I learned, you know, I mean, they, you know, when we were back in the day, we had no cell phones and we had none of that. So you learn by going and seeing, and that's uh, when you watch him play, kids got a presence and he's got a burst and doesn't matter who he's, he's against. Yeah. He, he's a mu- kind of a must pick up here. And, and uh, you know, I, I think between you and I and, and everybody listening, they put a lot of pressure on that family, you know, the hurricane fans or, you know, you got to go here and you can't do that. You know I mean? You know, I know that you can't tell the fans how to act, but you know, show a little bit of, you know, don't, you know, don't be attacking the family, you know, or anything like that. Cause they did that. If you remember with Teddy Bridgewater and, but they didn't understand that there was a coaching change. And Teddy wasn't, you know, I mean, remember Randy was out and they were waiting for another coach. And, and, and uh, so you can't blame the kids, you know, I mean, if, if for, for trying to make a decision, that's going to be something for the rest of their lives. Just like the kids are committing to Miami. This is a life decision for a lot of these young men. And uh, I think that people need to kind of back off. There's a lot of people that, you know, just like you and I, we need space too. And you don't want anybody in your face all the time. And that's, that's what he's had. Because I think that's because of the social media, because everything that goes on. And I'm not blaming and I'm not attacking people. I'm just saying that some people are more, you know, fragile to that than others, you know, and and, and are not used to that attention. And once they get that attention, but I, I just have a sneaking feeling that he's going to be here. I mean, you know, just from, you know, knowing him and, uh, you know, and I know LSU and Michigan have been pushing hard, but I think he fits really well in this system. I really do. And it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like he's not one of those kids looking to get out of here. There's a lot of kids that, you know, and then that's, that's another thing, you know, but I need to tell everybody and remind them that the, you know, when Miami was crushing it back in the nineties and back in the late eighties, uh, they were still losing Marvin Jones. They were still losing Steve Hutchinson and players like that. So it happens. But I, I think that uh, I think that Jalen, uh, I think Jalen stays home. That's awesome. That's awesome news. Uh, let's keep it going. By the way, shout out to the general and uh, to Crystal Go, who's on the chat as well. Uh, a quick question from Fresh earlier on, uh, Vish. Um, we need uh, defensive tackles and linebackers in this class. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, we do. Obviously, <laughs> we definitely do. Uh, speaking of that, we've got some uh, we've got some guys that uh, will be committing here soon this weekend, actually. Um, and the first guy I want to throw at you is a guy that could play possibly inside or outside, depending on how much uh, how much weight you put on him. He's another five star kid, uh, another big time prospect. He's six, seven, 250 pounds. Now I'm talking about Collins at Chiampong. I said that right. I said that right. A champong, um, who's a big kid. Blue. We saw him on his. He was on his visit as well to Miami when he uh, when Legends Camp was around. The kid is huge. I'm talking about all of six seven, all of two hundred and fifty pounds. Big kid. He still look to me though. He looks like he's got. uh, He's he doesn't have that. How do I put it? He doesn't have that college football body just yet. He's tall. He's big, um, but I still think like if you if you put good solid weight on him, if you kind of you gotta, I, I feel like you gotta maybe break him down a little bit and build him back up uh, to have like that solid, you know, shredded type of body. Even put on maybe another 15, 20 pounds. He could be a kid that's like six seven, 
270, 280 pounds and he can carry it well. Uh, big time prospect. Another kid that's going to be making his decision on Friday, I believe. Uh, he may have pushed that back. I don't remember, but we'll get clarification on that. Uh, well, how do you feel about him? And we'll throw in Jaden Wayne because we spoke about Jaden Wayne already. Uh, another kid that's going to come in, be that edge rusher type of guy, right? Jaden Wayne is like, uh, and we spoke about this last night, he's kind of like the, um, like Ojabo, the kid out of Michigan, right? He's kind of in that mold. So is so is uh, uh, Nick Harbor, and we'll, you know I guess we can kind of group all those guys together because there's one thing that Nick Harbor is going to do in college, and he's gonna he's gonna chase the quarterback and he's gonna try to go get him. I know yeah. a lot of people think that he's gonna do other things because he's one of the fastest, if not the fastest, kid in the country. Now he can turn pro in track any moment <laughs> now. And nobody would bat an eye, right? He's that fast. Like uh, Anthony I, Schwartz. Uh, like Anthony uh, Schwartz, like uh, Grayson <laughs> Allen out of uh, Oregon. Uh, but the only thing is he's 6'5", 230 pounds, and he runs or a 4'3", a legit 4'3", as a defense. I, I mean, he's unbelievable. Uh, those three guys are the guys I want to kind of just throw out there for, for you and DJ. Collins Echiampong, um, Jaden Wayne, and Nick Harbour. Well, Collins, I'll, I'll take it first with Collins. Yeah. I, and we got a chance to see him. Uh, and, and and as you said, eyeball him. And, you know, he looks like easily he could put on 35, 40 pounds. I mean, you know, without without any hesitation. And he will as soon as he gets into this weight room or any weight room. But I think this weight room, um, if you watch his film, he's a very athletic kid. I mean, you, you got to remember that there's there's a lot of athletes that grew up, you know, that that were not smaller, but smaller than they are now. But yet they were agile enough. Uh, you know, to play different positions, you know, some of them play wide receiver or tight end and or quarterback. And then all of a sudden their body just grew up on him. He's one of those guys. He's a very athletic kid. So when you never lose your athleticism, you really don't. And you know that, I mean, when you take a look at it, jazz, you know, as well as I do, you never really lose your athleticism. I mean, your speed and everything's dictated on, you know, weight and proportion, but Collins has that athletic ability to play. And once you put on weight on him, I think he holds that athleticism and he could be a monster. I think he could be a monster. And, um, and, and I know DJ, I know you have had an opportunity to watch him on film and you could see, I mean, just the, the body of work is there. He just needs to get bigger and, and gain more weight. Yeah, absolutely. DJ, you got anything on Collins? Yeah, I mean, he is an incredible athlete, um, just like Blue and just like you mentioned, Jazz. If he can just get into the weight room, get a little bit more weight on him, he can truly be, you know, a good all-around player. But, you know, these uh, college workout programs and stuff, they'll they'll help him out. They'll, <coughs> with the proper training and proper nutrition and things like that, he'll, he'll be able to get that, you know, college football body, but... The athleticism is definitely there. He's a high upside player, maybe not as complete as some of the other top prospects, but there's definitely a reason why he is highly regarded, and that is because of what he brings to the table in terms of his just natural ability. There it is right there. Yeah, he, he is yep. a little bit raw, but uh, Once as far he develops, as his, his ceiling, uh, his opportunity to develop, especially with guys that, he, that, that you have here on staff, I think that he could be – uh, really, really dangerous, and and he's a guy, and he's a guy, Larry, that could kind of do what Gregory Russo did, 
Um, and even Jalen Phillips to a certain extent, right? He's gonna move inside, yeah. move inside on those third down packages where they're gonna rush a quarterback, it's third and long. You can move a guy like that inside if he if he maintains that that speed and quickness, but he's typically an outside guy. I mean, bringing in a guy six seven, two eighty, let's just say, who's actually an outside <clears throat> who's excuse me, who's an edge guy come in. Um, and play a tackle position yeah. on, on a on a pass rushing down on the third down. I think that that's going to be that type of kid for that. Uh, Jaden Wayne is another kid um, that is set to commit Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's another big time prospect uh, out of IMG, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, again, that IMG pipeline is strong. But here's another five star athlete, five star kid that has Miami at the top. And another kid that could t- potentially be a Miami Hurricane once this weekend is, is said and done. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited about him. Uh, excuse me, Blue, you've gotten to see Jaden Wayne play a little bit. Yeah. Quite a few times. Uh, whole different level guy. 6'5", 245, comes off that edge. Just so cat quick, long arms. Um, yeah, he's he's a prize. I mean, I'll tell you what. Him and he and Samuel Mpemba, uh, who we haven't mentioned, I mean, that, that's another cat that, that could play the game as well. But Wayne is um, Wayne is a potential – I mean, here's a guy that you, you usually say to yourself, well, he's going to Georgia or he's going to Alabama. And if he comes to Miami, that, that gives you, in my estimation, you already have the, one of the – if not the best offensive lineman, I think you have the best edge rusher in, in the entire country. Because, I mean, you watch this kid, he's, he's, a, he's an animal. I mean, he comes off that end, and I'll tell you what, he is quick, um, strong. Like I said, he uses those arms. He, somebody's taught him really well. And you know what? He gets with Jason Taylor. That son of a gun is going to be amazing. I mean, amazing. I mean, you you look at Chris Benito and the way that he flourished and became a, a draft pick and went to Oklahoma. I mean, I'll tell you what, Wayne is that same type of guy, very – I mean, he's just, he's an all business type of kid, but his quickness is just crazy. And I know maybe at the high school level, it's overstating a little bit, but he's a guy that's going to transition pretty darn well. And I think when he gets to that next level and has that learning, and and like I said, you know, hopefully that uh, that uh, Jason will be around. If he's not, whoever's here is going to definitely uh, hone his skills. And But he's already a, a huge canvas to work with and uh yeah i love him um yeah i think he's got a shot he's got an opportunity to be special so i think uh uh, i think that uh it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend with him uh another guy that we'll talk about listen we've got another a whole other hour we could do with recruiting so um nick harbour uh, some of the offense alignment for you guys in the trenches. Tommy Kinsler, Olaus, uh, Olaus Alanen, uh, just some other big names to watch out for soon here. Uh, and we'll keep you we'll keep you guys updated on that. I know Fernie had a question on Hakeem Williams, another wide receiver prospect. Uh, he's another kid that Miami is still in it. I, I don't don't listen to everything that's out there, folks. That's all I want to tell you. A lot of people out there think that they have a lot of information, uh, and they really. <laughs> don't so let's just uh, keep it like that hiking williams another big time guy that we could potentially get five star athlete another five star wide receiver um and samson okunlola philly kane yes samson okunlola is another big time guy that we need to watch out for uh, potentially one of the, uh, another one of the top offensive linemen in the in the country as well so um but i really wanted to pivot because we we definitely want to talk about some other stuff and i just hate looking at fish the whole time and he doesn't want to say anything over there so 
Um, uh, <laughs> this, this, listen, this is your time to shine, baby. What's your take on all this? <laughs> What's, I don't know. Whatever, just do it, right? Um, I think this is a huge, huge, huge deal right now that's going on with all these conference realignments. Um, everything that's going on in college football, it's, it feels like it's changes. I mean, it, it, it was only a couple of weeks ago, if that, that the ACC came out with a uh, with uh, you know new uh, scheduling model. Uh, that there's no conferences and now we're playing, you know, top three teams and then the other five every two years, yada, yada. I mean, it's just crazy. Now we're talking about the ACC potentially not even being in existence in the next few years. I mean, this is wild, right? Miami partnering. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on with all this. Uh, yeah. So, so I guess the big thing that happened in the last week is, I'm sure everyone's aware, USC and UCLA um, went to the, the big 10 effective 2024 and, the timing of that is key because the Pac-12's TV contract is up. So they're basically waiting out the contract and then moving. So the Pac-12 is actively trying to renegotiate that, and they just lost the Los Angeles market. So you can tell what kind of deal they're going to get from probably either Fox or more more likely ESPN at this point because it's like Fox might not even Fox. be interested anymore. I heard so, Fox was one of the main reasons why uh, a lot of the teams want to move. I'm not sure if it was specifically USC and UCLA, well, but I know well, it's, it's the it's Fox big. TV rights. Yeah, so I can I can put a little window into that. So one of the big things for um, for the Big Big Ten is the way the Big Ten network contract is structured. When they enter into new state markets, they get a huge chunk of revenue coming in. Fox owns part of that. It's a joint venture. So by basically angling the state of California, the largest state in the country by population into those, into now a big 12 network, big 10 network, sorry, uh, market, the amount of revenue that is going to generate is astronomical, not to just mention the eyeballs in the Los Angeles market. So that was a power move for them, which cripples the Pac-12. So, you know, it kind of sets the big 10 up as Probably, I know everyone's used to the SEC winning everything, but if you look at the way the landscape is going towards NIL money, you look at who dominates the market where DJ lives. And because they have so many people on Wall Street, that is a Big Ten market. And when you start talking about privately funding recruiting, which is essentially what Johnny Ruiz is doing for us, you got LA money sloshing around, you got Wall Street money sloshing around, that's all in the Big Ten. They made a big power move here and in doing so unsettle the pac-12 so now the question is what does the pac-12 do which is now the pac-10 again <laughs> after those two schools leave what kind of tv deal can they get there's rumors the big 12 might try to poach them and of course from our perspective what does this leave that where does this leave the acc and in particular miami and the challenge that the entire acc has is they sign this when they sign the, the tv deal which runs through 2036, which is insane. Um, they gave away their grant of rights, so which basically means they don't. The schools don't own their own media rights. The conference does. So Miami, as an example, cannot just go to another conference because they don't own their own rights. So they're kind of stuck there right now. So now the question is, like, from an ACC standpoint, assuming you can't get out of it, right? I think if if one, if any of these, um, any of these AC schools are somehow able to get out of that grant of rights thing, I think everyone exits stage left, to be honest, because there's yeah. a lot of attractive properties. There's Miami, there's Florida State, there's North Carolina, 
Clemson. there's Clemson. There's a lot of really attractive schools that are kind of stuck right now in the ACC. So if one school can get out of it, I think the conference implodes. But assuming they can't, there's kind of two options. Obviously, everyone's always talking about got to add Notre Dame. Doesn't look like they're doing anything. So yeah, you know, taking they, that they option might away. They want to stay independent, anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. That that looks to be the play right now for them. So taking that option away, which obviously the ACC would leap at that. If the ACC does expand, they can renegotiate their TV deal. How did? How, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead. No, no, go, go for it. No, no, no. Go finish, finish. So, so that's one option. If they can figure out now, who do they add? There's no one really attractive they're going to add now. So they've got that problem. Unless they want to go all the like, there is potential to maybe do something with Washington, Oregon. That'll be way out there geographically, but it does bring new markets to play. Brings a new time zone to play where they can have their sure. games on in the middle of the night, which which can matter if you think about offsetting your time zones where you have you know, a 10 p.m. kickoff when all the SEC is kind of done playing, the Big Ten's kind of done playing, you get the market to yourself, you know, that that can matter. So so there's a play there, doubtful they'll do something like that. It looks like more they're pursuing some kind of loose alliance with the Pac-12 where they'd have a championship game between the winners of both the conferences, which is a way to generate money because it's just an additional game. It's not part of their existing media rights. So, you know, they can sell that game by itself and, and reap the money. So it looks like those are some of the options they're expanding. There's not not a lot of good options because they're stuck in the in the ACC. I will say, if they could move, I think the Big Ten is a much better option for Miami for multiple reasons. One is there's a lot of growth there. Two is you set up a Miami-Los Angeles conference market, which is really going to bring a lot of eyeballs. And three, I can't see any way that Miami would go to the SEC where they don't have to drag Florida State with them. And you don't want that albatross around your neck, to be honest. Because then you'll have That's Florida right. too. So that... Right, right. And, and Florida is one thing. Florida's already there, right? But yeah, Miami at this point is on the ascendancy. It's in a bigger market. It's in a big market. It's a growth platform. Florida State is not right now. Just being blunt yeah. about it. They're sitting in a market where they're competing with Alabama and Georgia locally, and they're getting killed. They're not a big TV market. That's not an attractive property, to be honest. And there is no way the state of Florida, which obviously has ownership over Florida and Florida State, is going to let Miami go to the SEC without taking Florida State with them, which then diminishes Miami's value. So personally, if we could do anything we want, I would go to the Big Ten. But curious Blue. if anyone else's thoughts are. I, I don't know. Yeah, Blue, what's, what's your thought on, on – everything that's going on with the ACC and, and what Miami's move should be, or what do you think they, they, they do? Well, I, you know, I, I agree with Vish, you know, I mean, uh, the big 10 would be a really, really nice thing. Miami's always done well with the Chicago market. You know, they have a lot of kids in the Midwest and, but I think right now, I mean, I would concentrate on standing pat because uh, you still have the ACC still a, an attractive, uh, conference, you know, I mean, uh, but if you could add some of these teams, uh, I mean, I would like to see them go into the, the, the big 10, but uh, the SEC would make no sense from the standpoint is that like, I think Vish is hundred percent correct. Uh, the state of Florida will make them take FSU with them. And, uh, and then <laughs> I just don't think it's a, you know, it's a good move. So I, for right now, uh, they got the long contract with the TV. I think they, I would stay uh, right where they're at if they, if they can. Uh, money's going to dictate this, and you, you have an athletic director 
who's going to be in the conversation. That's the one thing. I think if Blake James was here, it'd be a whole different story. But Blake James is not here. And we have uh, – I mean, that's such a scary thought if he was trying to navigate this type of stuff. Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we've got the right guy in place. I mean, there's no, Blake definitely. James is in my neck of the woods now. So I'll let you guys know how that uh, – that, Oh, my uh, God. I totally forgot. Up. Yeah. Boston oh, College. Boston College is going to end up in the AAC <laughs> or the MAC or something. It just <laughs> adds to Boston College's athletic prestige. He'll be back in the Yankee Conference pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let you guys know how that goes. I might need a drink by the time so, the James era is over. I, I will say Blue makes a really good point. They're locked in this TV contract, and it's it's well behind where the SEC and Big Ten are sitting. It's well ahead of where the Big 12 and Pac, Pac-12 sit. It's kind of right in the middle. So it's not it, – we they call it a bad contract because the ACC is undervalued. It should be worth more than what they sold it for. That's why everyone calls it a bad contract. But – it's still a much better, more lucrative deal than what they have in the Pac-12 and the Big 12. So it's not And Notre Dame's bad. a key, Vish. Notre Dame's a key here because them not going in the Big 10 keeps them in the ACC, you know, the the, the you know even though they're not, quote-unquote, officially in the conference, but for every sport. Remember, this is not just for football. People just think that this is just for football, but it's across the board. And I think that Miami right now has so much to offer with their men's and women's basketball, with their baseball program, all their sports are being upgraded. And I think that's important. Uh, people have to understand that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with, with that question that that gentleman just said over there because I'd like to see the ACC put a little pressure on Notre Dame and let, make them become a, uh, you know, a, a full-time member. Uh, yeah, and, 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 I think and the West Virginia thing. too. West Virginia, because West Virginia's got a lot to offer as well. I mean, you know, I mean, I think those two teams added in there. Um, you know, and and you know, people go, oh, well, Wake Forest. Well, Wake Forest is doing a hell of a lot better than ninety percent of the damn programs. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now, yeah, really. so, uh, but I agree. I think if Notre Dame and West Virginia comes in the ACC, then you're talking. Because you already have Clemson, you already have, uh, uh, you know, a, a program like Louisville. That's a big market. I mean, you don't want to lose that. The Carolinas with Charlotte, you don't want to lose those. So I think the ACC right now, from a standpoint of uh, TV markets, have as powerful a TV mar- you know market as anyway. Boston, Charlotte, Atlanta, Miami, Louisville, Kentucky. I think those are pretty good areas. You know, I mean, I think. Yeah, and if you group them with like a big a big ten, then you get to go and kick Nebraska's ass every year too, as Gary said. And, <laughs> and you get Notre Dame in the mix, and then you'll get the Chicago area, and that's yeah. a damn big market. That so, is, that is. You know, I mean, and I can understand them trying to lure uh, Notre Dame to the Big Ten because you got those built-in natural rivals with Indiana and Purdue. But I think Notre Dame, if they're smart, and I think they are, uh, they have really good, you know, decision makers at that school. Uh, I think what they should do is become a full-time member with the uh, in the ACC, bring West Virginia in there, and then I think you got something really special. Well, so we've got um, maybe one more minute left before we get out of here. Uh, before we go, I guess we'll finish off with this. Um, just based off of everything that we talked about, if you had to choose one conference for Miami to be in, Come 2024, forget 2023. Let's move on from come 2024. Where do you want them to be? Give me one conference and we'll get out of here. Vish. Uh, Big 10. Big 10. DJ. 
Big Ten? Blue. Big Ten with a emphasis on the ACC. (laughs) (laughs) But Big Ten would be a good one, like I said. But I think the – From from a realistic standpoint, if there's a way to get more money out of the ACC TV contract, that's probably the most realistic. I don't think – I agree. I agree. You got – too many regional rivals now that you've established, you know, I mean, I think in the ACC and, uh, you know, it's a good thing. I mean, you're a two and a half hour flight from a lot of these places. And uh, I don't know what it is for Boston. I think it's like maybe three, but I'm just saying you're two and a half hours. See, I think the biggest mistake any school, and I know you got to go, but any school that ever made was Rutgers. Uh, them being in the Big Ten in Maryland, more, they, they just don't belong. Yeah. They, no they just don't the time. belong. I mean, yeah, it really makes sense. That's true. It's true. Uh, you guys have convinced me. Let's go to the Big Ten. What the hell? Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for joining us on the show. Make sure you check us out <coughs> every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at Six Rings Canes. And make sure you check us out on our newly revamped Six Rings Canes podcast. You can find us on Spotify, on Podbean, on Google. Uh, I don't know why I said Google. I guess you can find us on Google. Um, <coughs> iTunes. Every, no, if you can't to, find it, Google yeah. Six Just Rings Google. Canes Podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. the first yeah. thing that comes up, so it yeah. does work. Yeah. There you go. Six Rings Canes Podcast. Make sure you keep us keep it locked there. Uh, me, myself, Vish, Blues, uh, and Larry Bluestein, we will have some um, – Pretty cool content coming up there as we start getting uh, into recruiting a little bit more. Uh, we'll have some great interviews with some coaches potentially. Make sure you tune in next week. we got a really good show for you next week. Uh, again, Wednesday nights, 8.30 p.m., Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, make sure you check us out. There's a podcast. Uh, Vish just posted it uh, right now on, on, on the chat. Uh, make sure you give it a like. Uh, subscribe to it and and check us out. We'll be on the podcast as well. You'll hear you'll be able to listen to this show on the podcast. Yep, this show will be there as well. So if you missed it or if you want to listen to it in your car, not watch hey, the video. Hey, the, you don't, the have, to see, there you don't well. have to see our beautiful faces exactly. Um, we appreciate everybody again, uh, and we'll see you guys next Wednesday on the Six Rings Kane Show. Adios.